Hi ladies, welcome to Breakout Women's Bible Study. I'm Janice Moise. Thank you so much for joining me. My goal is to help you fall in love with the Word of God. I love my Bible and I look forward to reading it each and every day. Have you ever asked yourself, is this God speaking to me or it is just my own thoughts? The Word of God is the only thing that can divide between your spirit, your soul, and your flesh. On this podcast, we go through the Bible one chapter at a time. I love to read the Bible out loud. Many years ago, after I had my last child, I was feeling overwhelmed trying to balance it all. I remember seeing God about how I was feeling. He led me to start reading the Bible out loud. Everything changed once I prioritized reading the Word of God out loud. And you also get a double benefit when you read the Word of God out loud. The Word gets inside of your heart and faith comes from hearing. Today we are studying the 10th chapter of John. Please follow along as we read the chapter out loud. If you do not have a Bible near you, you can still follow along by downloading the Bible app. Once we are done reading the chapter out loud, we will pick out a few scriptures for our devotional time. Ladies, get your cup of coffee or tea and let's get into the Word of God. We are starting with John chapter 10 verse 1. I tell you the truth, the man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but they did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, I tell you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep. All who ever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of the sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. At these words, the Jews were again divided. Many of them said, he is demon possessed and raving mad. Why listen to him? But others said, these are not the sayings of a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Then came the Feast of Dedication at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was in the temple area, walking in Solomon's colonnade. The Jews gathered around him, saying, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, 
I did tell you, but you do not believe. The miracles I do in my Father's name speak for me, but you do not believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my father's hand. I and the father are one. Again, the Jews picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus said to them, I have shown you many great miracles from the father. For which of these do you stone me? We are not stoning you for any of these, replied the Jews, but for blasphemy, because you, a mere man, claim to be God. Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law, I have said you are gods? If he called them gods, to whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken, what about the one whom the Father set apart as his very own, and sent into the world? Why then do you accuse me of blasphemy, because I said I am God's son? Do not believe me unless I do what my father does. But if I do it, even though you do not believe me, believe the miracles that you may know and understand that the father is in me and I in the father. Again, they tried to seize him, but he escaped their grasp. Then Jesus went back across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing in the early days. Here he stayed and many people came to him. They said, though John never performed a miraculous sign, All that John said about this man was true. And in that place, many believed in Jesus. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you, Father God, for your word. We ask you, Lord God, for revelation knowledge of your word. We thank you, Father God, that we will see what we have not been able to see before. And so, Father, we covenant with you to give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Today, our topic is Stop the Thief. Today, our study will be focused on John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief comes only to steal and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Years ago, I had a very interesting experience to say the least. I was shopping at a major department store. I finished my shopping and I was walking towards the cash register to pay for my purchase. But for some strange reason, I saw this wallet that caught my attention. And I wasn't even shopping for a wallet. But I picked up this wallet and I started wondering if I should purchase it for someone that I knew. I was captivated by this wallet. I stared at the wallet. I turned the wallet. I kept on turning the wallet. I didn't know why I was so fascinated by this wallet. But for some reason, I could not seem to put the wallet down. And so I stared at that wallet for a good while before I finally decided to put it down. And I continued heading towards the cashier. As soon as I made it to her, she started panicking. She asked me, did you see that? I said, said, did I see what? She had just been robbed at gunpoint in the middle of the day. While I was staring at the wallet, she was being robbed at gunpoint. My heart sank. And of course, that's when I was tempted to panic. I could not believe that I had just been standing just a few feet away as she was robbed at gunpoint. Unfortunately, that's what happens to many of us. Many of us are standing by while the enemy walks away with our goods, while he robs us and steals from us, standing idly by, unaware that we are being robbed by the enemy, the devil himself. An actual thief is easy to recognize because we can see what is being done. 
We can see the, the thief in the natural. We can see them carrying off our goods. We can see the gun. We can see the commotion. We can see it all. Unfortunately, there is one who has been whopping us for many years, but many of us are unaware of this thief. The enemy does not just steal money from you. He can steal your peace. He can steal your marriage. He can steal your health. And because the enemy does not come in with guns blazing, we fail to recognize his theft. Because we don't know how to recognize him, he quietly carries away our goods with him. Here is a perfect example of how the enemy can steal from you. You are having a perfectly good day. And all of a sudden, the subtle thunk comes to you. Oh, this world is so messed up. Has God heard our prayers? Does God not see what is going on? And all of a sudden, you start meditating on those thoughts. You start speaking them out. You start meditating on those thoughts. You start speaking them out. Next thing you know, you are taken captive by those very thoughts. And the enemy has stolen your peace. How many of us have had our peace stolen simply from a suggestive thought by the enemy? Many of us are playing defense with the enemy. We need to be on the offense with the enemy. We need to learn to recognize him and stop him in his tracks. We need to open up our eyes and to be mindful of every subtle attack of the enemy. The purpose of offense is to defeat, destroy, or neutralize the enemy force. If you study military tactical offensive operations, you will learn that its purpose is to expose the attacker. An offensive operation is aimed at destroying or defeating the enemy and imposing our will on him for a decisive victory. Defensive operations defeat a destructive attack. We should not wait for the enemy to attack us before we put our guards up. We need to keep our eyes open. We know that the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. We have to set up an operation in our lives where we are constantly looking for any signs of theft and destruction. We are admonished in the scriptures to watch and pray. Many of us are praying, but we're not watching. And so the enemy is quietly carrying off our goods. He's stealing everything that is precious to us while we are standing idly by. And after he has stolen what was precious to us, that is when we want to go to God and say, God, we need restoration. But we should never allow it to get to the point where we're constantly asking God for restoration. We need to learn to be on our guard. Watch and pray. Stand watch over what God has entrusted to you. Stand watch over your marriage. Stand watch over your children. Stand watch over your health, especially in this time that we're living in with this virus that is currently going on. As soon as you sense a little bit of symptoms coming on, stand guard. Begin to attack it with the word of God. Begin to confess, I am the healed and not the sick. And do not allow the enemy to steal your health from you. Do not wait for you to be lying in the hospital and that is when you want to attack the symptoms that are in your body. No, as soon as a little sneeze comes on, uh-uh, I take authority over you in the name of Jesus. I am the healed and not the sick. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. You will not steal my health. Jesus died over 2,000 years ago to give me this healing, and I will stand watch over it. We need to guard our territory. We need to act like a pit bull. The kingdom of God suffereth violence, and thus violence take it by force. 
We need to take what rightfully belongs to us. We have to be on the offense. We have to guard it with everything that is in us. You need to guard your life and guard everything that is precious to you with the authority that Jesus has given. Many of us are praying, but we are not watching. We keep our guard down, which makes us vulnerable to attack. If we are not guarding our belongings, the enemy can just walk right out with them. Now, let me ask you this question. What has the enemy stolen from you this year? It is time for you to get it back. I don't know if it's your health, if it's your peace, if it's your marriage, if it's your children. Think about it. Think about all the things that the enemy has stolen from you. And you need to claim them back. I remember a situation that I had when we were believing God for a second child. And so we had gone through two miscarriages believing God for the second child. And finally, we got pregnant. And so I was so excited. I was looking forward to seeing this child. And I remember one day, I started to bleed. And fear tried to grip my heart. Because that is how the previous miscarriages had started. It was one moment I was fine and the next moment I started to bleed and then it would end up in me losing the baby. But this time was different. I went to my husband and I said, I'm bleeding. It was his reaction that caused faith to arise in my heart. Instead of him panicking like I was trying to panic and he looked at me and he just went back to what he was doing. It was almost like he hadn't even heard me. And so something rose up on the inside of me and said, wait a minute. If my husband is standing in faith that he is not bothered by the symptoms that I'm experiencing, why should I? And so I took a stand that day and I said, no longer will I allow the enemy to steal my babies from me. I will give birth to this child full term without any complications in the name of Jesus. And once I took a stand and the spirit, he left me alone. I never once experienced another symptom for the rest of my pregnancy. And my son, to the glory of God, was born without any complication. Ladies, it is time for you to stop the thief in your life. Do not allow the enemy to steal any more from you. It is time for you to take back what he has stolen from you. There's a priest named Brother Louis Camelli. And Brother Louis wrote a book about how to recognize the tactics of the enemy. He described four tactics that the enemy often uses in his warfare against us. Number one, he uses deception. He deceives you into thinking certain things. The second thing is that he uses division. He divides you from others who are close to you. He divides you from those who can help you. He brings up accusation against others so that you will not be close to, to the people that you need in your life. God designed us to do life together. That third tactic that the enemy uses is diversion. He tries to distract you with what is currently going on, distract you with what is not important, distract you with anything that can take your attention away from noticing that he, the fact that he's stealing from you. And the fourth tactic that the enemy often uses is discouragement. So ladies, be on the lookout for these four common tactics that the enemy uses. Deception, division, diversion, and discouragement. It is time for you 
to take back what the enemy has stolen from you. Let us pray. Father God, we just thank you for your word. Father God, we ask you, Lord God, that you would open up our eyes to see what you need us to see. Open up our ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying in the name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, that our ears are attentive to your voice. Father, we thank you that the voice of a stranger we will not follow. Father God, open up our eyes to see where the enemy is stealing from us in the name of Jesus. And Father, give us the grace to take a stand in the Spirit. Father, we will not cower, we will not succumb to fear, but we will stand boldly and take back what the enemy has stolen from us in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you are restoring everything that was stolen from us, whether it was our marriage, whether it was our peace, whether it was our health, whether it was our finances. We thank you, Father God, that we are taking back everything that the enemy has stolen from us. And so, Father, we thank you, Lord God, that he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And we declare that we are free and we are made whole. In Jesus' name, amen. Ladies, thank you so much for joining me. Remember, this is your breakout year. It is time for you to rise up. We believe that as you spend time in the Word of God, you will laugh again, you will sing again, you will dance again, and your life will never be the same again. God bless you. Love you, ladies. It is time for you to take back what he has stolen from you. There's a priest named Brother Louis Camelli. And Brother Louis wrote a book about how to recognize the tactics of the enemy. He described four tactics that the enemy often uses in his warfare against us. Number one.